all Buckeyes all the time. This is your weekly inside look at the Scarlet and Gray. Brought to you by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. This is the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Welcome to the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Jason Priestess, Chris Lauderback. Been a while, man. Been a while since we've been on the air here at The Fan. A little bit of a bittersweet one tonight. This is our uh, last ever show. And very fitting. Started off, yeah. Right <laughs> we, we screwed up the... Uh, the uh, the, the mains uh, were down. Yeah, they call those the mains? I don't know. That's what I call them. The two big sliders that are always... <laughs> I think they do it to us on purpose because they know they can get us every time. We're just <laughs> screaming in the mic yeah. and looking at each other like, what's oh, happening? So, yeah, uh, got, a, got a project cooking. So stay tuned to 11 Warriors. Had a, you know, we'll talk more about it later. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a good run. Five years here on the station. A uh, lot of really, really, really good people here. Um, I'm going to miss them. And they were very helpful to two guys that didn't know what they were doing yeah. for yeah. a good portion of that run. Yeah, chops. I got stuck with us at first, and like I said, we'll get into that stuff later. But yeah, it's been it's been fun. Yeah, it sure has. Ryan, did you know you were getting this show? I, I had no clue I was getting the last show. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm I got a tear in my eye here. This is only the second time I've been with you guys. I think you just farted leaving. in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got the door open for that reason. There we go. So. There we go. Well, yeah, it'd be, it's been fun. Had a blast. We'll we'll get into that more later. CFP rankings out tonight. Another batch of those rankings. And uh, let's rip through them real quick. Georgia at one. Ohio State at two. Michigan at three. Buckeyes did, you know, that has been the top three for a bit. But the Buckeyes did jump Michigan in the AP and coaches poll yeah. Sunday, which is really interesting to see. Yeah, Michigan, what, lost all seven of their first place votes they had, too, I think. People have least had one it. Of those polls. <laughs> They've had it with the cheating. Uh, Washington at four. They jumped Florida State. And they had a good road win at uh, Oregon State. And then Florida State, of course... Quarterback Jordan Travis is done for the year, and he was such a good player. It's tough. You hate to see. I don't know. Where are you at on that? Are you okay with that jump? Yeah, I am, because I feel like even if Jordan Travis wasn't hurt, I feel like Washington just built their resume that much more. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with it all. On a neutral field, I think Washington would be favored over Florida State. Yeah, I would pick them. I guess maybe that means they're not better, but I would pick them. So I have no problem with that at all after, what was Oregon State, 12th or something like that? And, they, you know, they beat them it was fairly close but yeah. I, I felt like they, on the were, road they were clearly the better team they got some dudes i mean that wide receiver is legit yeah that muhammad that quarterback that corner is really good yeah felt like that game was never really in doubt indiana fans just in shambles man kalen DeBoer's, of course on tom allen's staff at indiana yeah and, and, and they got Penix, Penix, obviously, obviously. It's, like it's imagine elite. those you know those guys would help and that was no no, no coincidence the year indiana was really good 2020 yeah. covid yeah. year Penix was yeah, slinging was him. Him. yeah uh, Oregon at number six. Of course, they're ten and one with the one loss to Washington. Uh, Texas number seven, ten and one. Alabama eight. Alabama's got the one loss to Texas, so they're not going to jump them anytime soon. Missouri nine and two. Man, I like that. They uh, they get, they're thrashing some teams down the SEC right yeah. now. You know, they play Georgia tough. I remember Kirby saying after the game, you know, their offensive line just kicked our 
you know, mm-hmm. bleep, 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 basically. Well, I was going to say, normally I'd be like, SEC, two-loss team at nine, no way. But, I mean, they're in front of Louisville. Again, yeah. I feel like on a neutral field, I would take Missouri in, in that game for sure. Yeah, Louisville's 10th, uh, Penn State's 11th, Ole Miss 12th, Oklahoma 13th, LSU 14th, Arizona 15th, and then rounding out 16 to 25, got Oregon State, Iowa, who uh, High State could see soon. Notre Dame at 18, a nice top 20 win remaining there. They uh, they thumped someone last week. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Tennessee at 7 of, I don't know how Tennessee's still ranked in the top 20 anything at this point in time. I mean, they're just getting boat raced. They're 7 of 4, but it's SEC, man. you got to have Georgia with a quality win. Uh, North Carolina State at 22, Tulane, Clemson, and the dudes from Liberty at 11 and 0, 25th in the CFP rankings. So two more sets of rankings out Tuesday of next week, which is the 28th. And then, of course, Sunday, December third, after you know that that afternoon set that comes out around noon, after all the uh, conference championship games have taken place. Anything you got? Any beefs in there? You okay with the highest day at two still? Yeah, my beef is more with the rankings in general. I have no idea why they rank twenty five teams. I mean, even when they expand this thing to twelve, there's barely twelve really good teams every year. Like, I do not care who's eighteenth in here. Like, it really does not matter. Well, for them, I'm sure they would answer and say it's so you can have quality losses in their book. Because Penn State, Notre Dame, right. you know, yeah. I get what you're saying. Because like Liberty doesn't matter, but if you beat Liberty, if they're Tulane, ten, if, Clemson, if you're you know if you beat Clemson or, or or one of these teams, then that's a top twenty five CFP ranking team you beat, and that's part of the resume, right? I guess. Um, yeah, I'll, they'll probably rank sixty next year when they go to twelve. <laughs> Just, probably will seventy five. They'll triple it. <laughs> they're like over here. We got Sparty at seventy fourth, and uh, yeah, good stuff here. Big game this weekend. It's pretty much going to be all we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, fittingly so, but it's been a while since we've been on the air. We've got to catch up a little bit. Uh, Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sideline. That's not news. Everyone in town knows that. But let's kind of go through this timeline of how we got here. And it's it's incredible because on the 18th of October, the NCAA informs Michigan they have highly credible evidence of a wide-ranging, multi-year, in-person, off-campus scouting scheme orchestrated by a non-coaching staff member. It's like 10 hyphens in that sentence. I mean, that's really <laughs> impressive. Uh, on the 20th of October, Connor Stallions outed and suspended without pay, and that's the first time America was like, what, who, what's this dude's name? And learned his story. The 22nd of October, there was a report that he was writing a Michigan manifesto, which, I mean, this gets better and better. Basically like, uh, you know, kind of like it's a, a GA on that team. No no mm-hmm. coaching, ben, you know, abilities, but footage of him all over all over the sideline hanging out with guys that make the calls, which is really <laughs> interesting. The 24th, there's a report that Stallions purchased tickets to non-Big Ten games, and that's when the rest of America got mad at Michigan. He, You know, they were looking at going to see Georgia and CFP opponents and all kinds of stuff there. The 31st on Halloween, uh, someone dug up footage of him on the sideline <laughs> of Central Michigan's opener against Michigan State and he's there with like a goatee and shades like the Ray-Bans yeah, that record like the recording and, light. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's on the sideline and Central Michigan announced an investigation. Haven't heard much back from them. I mean, it seems like a pretty clear-cut investigation. I just love McElwain. This Connor Stallion, this sign-stealing guy, like you don't know yeah. who this is. Yeah, come like, on, bro. You were never at Michigan? Come on, bro. Yeah. Uh, Three the, guys on your staff for Michigan? Right. Yeah. Everyone knew. He had <laughs> T-Mill with you that night. What are you talking about, dude? Uh, the 2nd of November, the Big Ten meets with Michigan, lays out the evidence. The next day, Michigan parts ways with Connor Stallions, did not cooperate. Uh, the day after that, Big Ten provided Michigan formal notice. It violated the league's sportsmanship policy. You got this new commissioner. He's coming down saying, I got to do something. November 8th, Michigan responds to the Big Ten kind of defiantly. 
On the ninth, a report emerges Stallion ran a refurbished vacuum cleaner business <laughs> out of his Ann Arbor home. It was, did it terribly. Like yeah, the reviews yeah, yeah. are all terrible. Yeah, couldn't even do that well. He was really good at stealing signs, but everything else he was kind of bad at. Uh, went to court with his neighbors about all the vacuums on his porch. And, you know, Ann Arbor's a nice little town. They, they don't like that. They don't take too kindly to to a bunch of Dysons and, and whatnot on the porch. On the 10th of November, the Big Ten suspends Harbaugh for three games. Michigan again responds defiantly, filed for a stay against the suspension. Due process. They, they complain about due process. They got like, hey, we got white shoe attorneys and we got a high-powered law firm and billable hours. We're coming for you. The president of the school's out there tweeting the word bet. Like, you know, like this isn't serious. 219 pages. Yes. Yes, it's amazing. On the 11th, the next day, Harbaugh watches Michigan beat Penn State from a hotel in Pennsylvania. Uh, judge sets a hearing for the uh, 17th for the uh, to hear their stay. And interim head coach uh, Sharon Moore gives a profanity-laced post-game interview, which was <laughs> super weird. Uh, the 12th, Harbaugh calls, I guess it was the 13th, Harbaugh, as presser says Michigan is kind of America's team. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> and the 16th, Michigan and Harbaugh finally agree to that three-game suspension. All those bets are kind of looking silly in hindsight. Yeah, due process. Sorry. Yeah, dude, there's, there's your due process. Big Ten defers to the NCAA for investigation, rest of punishment. What got me there was they were super defiant. We're going to fight this. Yeah. We're going to fight this. There's yeah. no way. And then like four days later, like, what are the terms of our surrender? Right. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, oh, wait. We have to answer questions? Yeah, oh, Lee. You got more stuff? Lee at Appomattox Courthouse vibes from me. <laughs> uh, the 17th, Michigan fires linebacker coach Chris Partridge. Of course, the guy that came here with uh, Jabril Peppers and Rashawn Gary. Yeah, Dennis Downs is best, you know, best friend. Got him. In he there. was. Uh, reports emerge that Michigan has a booster named Uncle T, who may have partially funded the science. <laughs> I didn't know how much I needed Uncle T and all this until it came out. Like, been, oh yes, a booster named Uncle T. How fun, man! Like every few days, you get to something hilarious that roasts them, and they're like, ah, you know, they're going crazy, and they're they're firing up their message boards. So they don't got nothing yet, you know. And it's just like we're just sitting back and like watching everything burn. It's been so never fun. denying anything. Just no, due process. No. Just, Everyone does yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, here's why the scheme's so important. Like, you know, I think everyone in town gets it by now. But if you don't, like, imagine you're a defensive end and you know that a run is coming with 100% certainty or a pass is coming or your safety or what have you. Your job a little bit easier? A little bit easier? You don't do something for two and a half years against the rules if it doesn't work. No. Period. No. That's my, like, yeah. the defense rests. Yeah. Like, you don't do that yeah. if there's no benefit to They're it. They're buying 50-yard line tickets because it <laughs> works, right? That's a great point. Uh, you look at guys like Aiden Hutchins. He's a good player anyway, but he got to level up on easy mode. And all teams will try to intercept things during the course of a game or maybe share some stuff with some buddies. Hey, when the coach does this, I think it's a fake punt. Michigan had the whole scheme broken down. They had binders. They knew everything that was yeah. coming for any team they played. The teams they didn't know, they didn't know they were playing TCU. Had no idea. And they got walloped by right. a very bad, yeah. mediocre yeah. team, right? The one thing I give them credit for, there are programs that cheat and they don't win. Yeah. Like these guys actually did, they executed yeah. it very well. I mean, hide it very well yeah. with the actual execution of, you oh, know, yeah. of the is very good on at this. the field. Yeah. yeah very absolutely. good at this. How do we get though? That's why you, like, you don't do that for two and a half no. years if it doesn't work. Harbaugh was 0 5 against Ohio State heading into 2020, had his salary chopped in half, and that's when this stuff started. And we're here at a point where. He's been suspended two times in one season. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's happened in the past somewhere, but I, it's hard to recall a coach it's getting like suspended. Half the games. Yeah, six games, two different suspensions. Get this: before Stallions under Harbaugh, they were sixty-nine and twenty-four, scored thirty-three, gave up eighteen, you know, fifteen or so points a game difference. 
once he started cooking and before he was caught, there were 22 games. They went 21 and 1, put up 41, allowed 12, basically getting a 29 and change differential. It worked. I mean, you keep coming back to that. You're right. It worked, man. And, and just to see their fans melt down and move from justification to everyone does it to just finally accepting it. You're starting to see them sober up a little bit. It's kind of hitting home. Just with, some of them. Well, yeah, you're right. When, when Partridge got <laughs> fired, I think that's like, all right, this is kind of real. Because that was around the same time we're like, hey, we'll take that three-game suspension. Yeah. <laughs> and his presser this week, he wouldn't answer the question on, is anyone else getting fired? Like, how deep did this truly go? Right. Um, I want, I don't know about you, but I want like there to be arguments around Thanksgiving dinner tables around Detroit. Like, I want this to just sit in their brains, make this the worst winner of their lives. They finally, just getting kicked in the balls by Ohio State for 20 years, right? And they finally get over on them. It's because yeah. they're cheating. Yeah. It's because they're cheating. Like, what Which, would you oh, do by the way, fan? like this holier-than-thou fan base. Like, the high state, like, I'm a high State fan. I know, we've, you know, yeah. shady stuff's happened over time. $500 handshakes, whatever. Stuff's right? happened. They always act like they're above reproach. That yes. stuff would never happen. And this is just like, the, what, the third investigation in the last calendar year? Happens to be the most painful for them on the field, but... It's not a new thing. It's beautiful. Here's the best part. Fans of every team on earth in the Big Ten that at least played Michigan, no matter how valid this is, they'd be like, well, you only beat us because we cheated. <laughs> it could be like Rutgers and Northwestern saying that, and like they kind of kind of hear them out. Like maybe if you wouldn't have cheated, we don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> could be not valid at all. So I really hope this leads to some 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 broken brains up there. That's what I want. I want these people just driven mad. I want the worst for them. I want them uh, you know, yeah. to lose Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of smooth brains up there right now, though. Still just a... <laughs> Deflecting. We're the real victims. <laughs> Bet. America's team. Bet. America's team. Coming up, we're going to break down the game. It's going to be a monster one. It's Lev Wars on the fan. The sound of Paul Keels calling a Buckeye game is erotic. Oh, yes. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Is that Tool? We got Tool? It is. Stop Tool playing us off, huh? It is. I like it. Is that Undertow? The album? Uh, Stink Fist. I don't know which album uh, it's from. Interesting. Good stuff. I should know. Maynard James Keegan. Uh, it's our last ever second segment of radio tonight <laughs> on The Fan. Um, missed it earlier. It's our last show. Uh, got a project in the works of 11 Warriors. Had a blast here. But uh, we're not here to talk about that quite yet. Let's talk about this matchup. Noon, Michigan Stadium on Fox. You got Gus Johnson. I'm sure he's uh, quite excited for it. 97.1, the fan right here will air the game on radio. It's going to be on the Ohio uh, radio network for those games. Number two at number three. And what strikes me, Chris, is there's so much hate between the staffs and the coaches. And there's some of that always for these games. Like Trestle... And Lloyd Carr weren't buddy buddies, but it's not one like this. There was still underlying respect. Yes, yes. I don't think there's any underlying respect here. No, uh, at least at least not at the coaching level. No, and each each head coach was asked this week at their pressers about if they respected the other coach and staffs, and they're both like, "Next question, basically." Like, yeah. I kind of want to answer that. Yeah. So, as a fan, I love that. Um, it's just rare to see this hate. You know, there's Spurrier certainly hated like Tennessee and some teams and this and that, but the animosity is kind of ratcheted up here. And it goes back to, you know, what what's taken place in the past. You know, Harbaugh allegedly in, you know, 2020 accused Day of skirting the rules 
And then Day on a coach's call, like, got mad and got out there and told his team he was going to put 100 on the Wolverines. Wolverines ducked him because of COVID. Then Harbaugh wins two after COVID, and he says Day was born on third base. Um, Josh Gaddis, the old offensive coordinator in Michigan, called Ohio State a soft offense. Just let them go. And that's put a lot of pressure. I mean, this 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 series puts pressure on both men. Harbaugh had it early when it was 0-5 against the Buckeyes, 0-5. Mm-hmm. And Days had it recently, you know, going losing the last two. And, you know, we're not sure what those results are. They're in pencil right now. They're definitely not in ink. You know, those those results could, could go away at some point, depending on what the NCAA decides. But I, I just love the hate that's that, that's animosity the, the the you know just the anger that kind of simmers below this one yeah yeah there's nothing made up about it like you said normally there's a level of respect amongst the you know the programs i think probably players are probably still is but yeah i think at the the coaching it, it starts with day versus harbaugh and then just you know permeates from there it already had mm-hmm. because of some of that stuff and then now you've got you know this whole thing on top of it where i don't know what michigan's staff thinks but certainly all the michigan fans think like you know day's yeah. got like a hotline to the his, ncaa his brother's pi firm the NCAA said, no. do you remember the pi like, firm yeah. do you remember the pi yeah. firm yeah like some of the crazy stories well, were coming out blog dudes was just tweeting about that tonight like still no. acting like that that's a thing no yeah, yeah it's crazy man i feel bad for these people that's all you can do at this point <laughs> just feel bad for their broken brains 109th meeting of the game michigan is 60 51 and 6 they hold the advantage uh they've won the last two again those are results are in pencil not ink quite yet after the bucks had won eight straight winner takes the final big east championship man it just seems like yesterday we were saying goodbye to legends and leaders and now we're saying goodbye to the big 10 east we've seen a lot in our lives man we've seen like a, a straight up 10 team big 10 yeah. and we saw an 11 team and then we saw some other teams join you know we got nebraska makes it 12 and the two east coast teams make it 14 and you got legends and leaders and this is the final big 10 eastern division championship and there's so much on this again the cfp rankings out tonight buck second michigan third you listen to the committee speak about the teams. They think they're both really, really good. Uh, here's one that's fun, too. 13th meeting between AP top five programs, most in CFP history between two. Bucks are 7-4-1. and one. This is the fifth top three meeting ever between the two teams when they're both ranked in the top three. First one ever to be in Ann Arbor. All four of the previous ones have been in Columbus. Yeah, I mean, you know. Push your chips in. It doesn't get any doesn't get any bigger. On top of just trying, you know, the the, the war, the rivalry. It's I mean, there's CFPB bid, CFP bid at stake as well. Guys, they got on their side. Quarterback JJ McCarthy diced the Buckeyes last year. Uh, Jim Knowles got a little blitz happy, and he'd be the first to tell you that he's good. Quarterback was a Heisman top three, you know, in terms of odds for large chunks of the year, but a little bumpy lately, right? Yeah, it hasn't looked that good since Harbaugh hasn't been on the sidelines. I think you can, you know, quickly you can just knee jerk and say, hey, they don't know, they know the defense, and, you know, this, that, and the other. But I also think that Harbaugh's value, he was a quarterback. I think he's got a really good rapport with McCarthy, and I think he's probably good at coaching that position, uh, particularly in game. So, um, yeah, these last three games, McCarthy has not looked as good. What do you I think he had, what, 40, like 40 passing yards in one or whatever it was? I mean, he's, he's not thrown mm. the ball very effectively lately to me it's those god those third and nines right like you you do a lot to get a third and long and then you know he rips off some freaky run to, you know to break your back that's what they've got to watch for on saturday he grew up a hockey player he's a superior athlete uh running back blake cora missed the game last year injured and he'll be there this year leads the nation with 20 rushing touches they're you know like cheating or not cheating their run game is awe-inspiring yeah and it's not as good 
this year as it was the last two years. Certainly not as good as last year where they just were punishing teams. We'll see what happens on Saturday, but they have not been as good running the ball. Even Corum himself, I think, is only averaging, you know, 4.7 or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's closer to like over six, I think, last year. Um, So, but like you said, the 20 touchdowns, they still want to line up and run the ball. You saw what they did to Penn State, 30 straight runs or whatever it was. They get that going. Yeah, Yeah, get that going downhill on you. It's going to be a problem. So while their running game is not as effective as it's been, you cannot say that that's not a strength of their program or really what they're going to try to hang their hat on. Wide receiver Roman Wilson, 10 touchdown receptions. Only Marvin Harrison has more among Big Ten receivers this year with 13. He did get drilled against Maryland. Yeah. And he's supposed to go, but Chloram was supposed to go until the last minute last year. I don't take anything they say this week. We laugh about days like injury reports being yeah. like, you know, whatever, reading it how you want, but same thing with these guys this week, you know. Not I would totally. not assume anyone's a go or a not go. Uh, actually, I'm going to assume everyone's a go. Yeah, I think we should. I mean, Wilson was, you know, joking. He was on the sideline in the second half. Felt like it was a Ohio State's next week, so let's not play him now kind of thing. I, I would be stunned if Wilson didn't play on Saturday. Bucks mostly healthy. Mostly healthy. Tommy and some other guys uh, kind of rested last weekend against Minnesota. Tommy Eichenberg. Trabion looks good to go. Mech is rounding back into form. Any concerns or anything on the injury front for the Ohio State Buckeyes? Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, I think the biggest thing from last week is that Ibuka was back, right? Because that was his third game back. But in the first two games, he really hadn't done much. And he went five for 83 last week. A couple of those were pop passes. But, you know, look fast, look good, look to be that complimentary piece you need because you can't just have them, you know, doubling Marvin the whole game. You know, we can clown on Michigan all week. They got a couple good corners. They got a couple good guys in, the, sec- sec- in the secondary. That Sandra Still guy is a player, no doubt. Um, and they've got, you know, a corner that's uh, that's pretty legit, too. So you want all your want all your guys healthy in the wide receiver core this week. And, yeah, Buka, I think, seems like he's good to go. Fun thing to watch for me, uh, freshmen sometimes emerge in this game. We saw it with Olave. We've seen it with Wilson in this game. We've seen it several guys in the past have done it. So, you know, if, if all eyes are on Ibuka and all eyes are on maybe maybe Travion and definitely Marv, mm-hmm. maybe Carnell, maybe, Carnell may, do maybe Ennis. Yeah. Ennis yeah. is only averaging like 50-some yards of catch this season, right? <laughs> so he's due, right? Yeah. Coming up, three questions for this epic matchup. It's the Lemon Warriors on the fan. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour is brought to you by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Atlas Butler's expert plumbers can take care of anything from a clogged drain to a broken water tower. So uh, we 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 talk about hate a lot with this rivalry, and it finally feels like the rivalry is like, yeah, we're going to finally give you some of that. And you know, that's finally probably not a good word because Charles Woodson and David Boston swung on each other. Marcus Hall's double, but it's been there, but it's not there all the time. The it, level it, of vitriol, yeah. feels different. It does, it does, and fans and programs, yeah. you know, fans and the. Staff, do you find yourself hating Michigan more this year than you have in the oh, 100 just because of the, the scandal? Older we get like we yeah. got kids, we yeah. got whatever. Like, yeah. I don't live and die from all these games like I used to, but right. this is still one that gets you off the couch, yes. right? But the scandal, yeah, though. this year it's so much, it's so much different. It's not just that I want Ohio State to win, it's that I really want Michigan to lose badly, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm with it's you there. so uppity all the time, and you know, they need their comeuppance. Let's we got three questions, might do a bonus one, um, for this game. Starting with this one, does it matter that Jim Harbaugh is not on the sideline? 
Uh, I think, yeah, I think it matters to some degree. I mean, obviously, Sharon, you know, Sharon Moore calls the plays and does a lot of that kind of stuff anyway. But like we talked about a bit on the last segment, McCarthy has not been very good the last three games, and it's not like they've been playing the steel curtain. So I do think there's something to his level of play when his true quarterback coach is out there with him in Harbaugh versus what he's been, you know, what he's been doing lately. Um, I don't buy that it provides them, you know, with an excuse. This is not the first game that they're undergoing the situation. And the reason he's not on the field is self-inflicted. So it's not really an excuse I want to hear. But so you don't think their fans, if they lose this game, will say, oh, he wasn't on the field. That's why we lost. Because I, I, if I were a Michigan fan, I'd say that. Yeah, I think they yeah. will. I, I guess. Does it but it's not valid. You're saying it's not valid. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. think it's valid, especially when it's self-inflicted. Right, right. So it, it, it will be an excuse, but not valid. That's kind of around that. I'm with you. I, mean, I think that, you know, you look at what McCarthy's done and everyone's so eager to like take this data set of these recent games and compare it to the last two and a half years and be like, what's different? What's different? I know Kyle Jones is in the level or slack tonight, you know, diagramming some, some defensive stuff they did in last year's game. Even it's like, how'd they know that? Like, mm-hmm. come on, they nailed that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Right. Come like on. A very aggressive call. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they yeah. had a lot of those. And yeah. it, what were you thinking when those calls were coming down? I mean, or not when the calls are coming out, but when they just were so good the last couple of years, where you're like, because I'm looking at the recruiting rankings, they're all right, like 12, mm-hmm. 11. They're not like an Alabama or, or Georgia class. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking did that they hire the, it's getting outcoached. Or did, what I was thinking. <laughs> did they hire the best coordinators in the, yeah. on earth? Well, that's they, what you I mean. Yeah. yeah, like they're out scheming you kind yeah. of thing. And then, you know, the one year, too, also just felt like Day is, you know, for all his greatness, like pretty last stubborn. Year. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, I'm going to win a rock fight. Yes. And like, Ohio State's not suited to win rock fights. Yes. Certainly he, wasn't last year. He, had, he thing, wanted you know? to prove that. Do you, do so you that have, was part of it. Do you have more sympathy for Day, given what we know now? Because um, he took I, some stuff from fans, man. I don't know if sympathy is the right word. I mean, he's you know. super competitive and took a lot of stuff yeah. from fans yeah. who were like lost their minds because they lost two games in which your opponent yeah. materially affected the outcome of the game by cheating. Yeah, I don't know about sympathy, but I definitely think more, you know, more latitude. I don't think all fans feel that way, quite honestly. But um, yeah, I think you got to give them a little bit more latitude, knowing that, if, particularly if you believe, like you can't have it both ways. You can't be like an Ohio State fan and be anti-Day and act like cheating matters as far as Ohio State concerned, but not as far as Ryan Day is concerned. Yes. Right? So, because you still lost to Michigan kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I feel like it gives him more latitude, but I, it's not necessarily a. They got they got beat pretty handily the last couple of years, also. Yes, scoreboard wise. But those first couple drives, if they know every one of your plays, it's I, going. I get if you it. look at twenty twenty one specifically, yeah. and all of a sudden it's easy to fall behind. And they're like, "Oh, Donovan Edwards, how do you know what hold or burst?" They're like, "You know what? You're, you're it's a game of emotions." You know, they're just stifling you. You're frustrated, and things start to snap, and they start to bend and break, man. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do, man. You know, I think that I'm excited for Michigan to lose Saturday. Like, I'm just getting, <laughs> I'm getting fired up here. I'm about to turn this desk over right now. Like, I'm so, I'm so mad that they had to resort to this. Yeah. And that, you know, he had to, I don't know how public this is, but he had to, he kind of like had to move a little bit. Like, because mm-hmm. people were driving by yelling at his kids, right? Because mm-hmm. fans are nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and like it's this. This is not. I mean, to us, it's a game. We're older. We're mature. We don't get it down like we were when we were twenty two and you mm-hmm. lose to Michigan. But to him, like he, I stressed losing yeah. his job. Oh, They're gonna yeah. fire me. Oh, and sure. My my relationship with my boss okay. Or my hey. my kids getting heckles. My wife getting yelled at the grocery store. It's a little. It's Just a little win different. Saturday, man. Just win Saturday. It's a little different. Uh, that line of scrimmage is so important. We talked about the Wolverines and their twenty seven straight runs against Penn State. And, you know, what they bring to the table. They, you know, again, I think they have a good run offense. 
despite cheating. I think you take cheating out. They're, yeah. they're oh, still yeah. good at running execute. the ball. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, they, they got some uglies that like to block. And mm-hmm. Is the Ohio State defense up to the task? Yeah, I, I think they are. I, I think we might even see that more in um, pass rush mm-hmm. than necessarily in stopping. you got to stop the run for sure, but I think you can do that with more than just your defensive line to try to stop the run. I think pass rush-wise, Sawyer's been looking really good. JT you know, could, could have a game at any time. Um, so yeah, I do feel like the defense is up to the task. I think they've just, like I said earlier, got to avoid that, you know, get them in third and long. You feel like you're in a good shot to get off the field and then boom, here comes a wild freaky scramble or scramble to buy time and the coverage just can't hold up that long. And then there's, there's a chain mover on a long, you know, long third down. Yeah. Those emotionally hurt. And then they obviously hurt if you're, you know, allowing chunk plays. So, um, yeah, I, but I do, th- I do think that uh, Linus, the defensive line and the defense is up to the task of keeping Mich- Michigan's going to run for some yards, yes. but 297, 252, like it's been the last couple of years, averaging seven yards a pop, long ones. I, yeah, I'd, I'd be stunned if, if you, know, you see something like that. I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of up to it, is Kyle McCord up to it? He's had some moments, man. He was in Notre Dame, and that was gutsy to get that, some of those third down yeah. throws in that game. and. He made some plays at Penn State, against Penn State in the shoe. But this will be it, man. This will be the biggest game he's ever played in his life, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Not Nothing's even close. Oh, yeah, not even close. Yeah, you like that, like you said, is a little more battle-tested than if he would have played Michigan's schedule to this point, right? Mm-hmm. McCarthy's been through some battles, so you don't have to worry about that on their side. But um, I think, you know, up to it, partly is what what does it mean like what is day going to ask him to do right like i think to me i, I think he's hoping to lean on henderson lean on mm-hmm. harrison lean on his defense yeah mccord should be fourth or fifth in the pecking order of hey these are the guys i need to perform to win the game kind of thing to me he's got to make sure he doesn't turn it over yeah gotta have some pocket presence avoid those big plays avoid grounding yeah yeah exactly <laughs> My guy likes honestly to ground it. i'm just as like, if we were talking about players to watch in this game, to me, Josh Fryer is one I would list. Like, I just... Yeah, yeah right, but the quarterback's a sexy one, right? No, like no for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, if McCord makes a big mistake, a lot of times it's because Fryer's getting pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. So, um, the OL, yeah, you I buy think, You buy the OL getting better and better and better because it seems like that's happening. Yeah. And you always like, is it the opponents? or Because Urban Meyer a couple weeks ago said that he thinks they're the most improved offensive yeah. line in the Big Ten yeah. from start to now. That's good enough for me. I definitely think there's something to be said for that because I don't. I don't think that Urban is some analyst homer. I think he says what he thinks. Yeah. I think Henderson getting back is mm-hmm. a big deal of that, and Man. coming back healthy. He's not just back. Like no, the dude bursting. is ridiculous. Yes. And even what he gives Ohio State in the pass game, I think, is going to be huge. He might be the key to the whole thing on Saturday. They're sitting on stuff too. Yeah, they are. He, he had They're, a good game two years ago. Yeah. You know, he had 128 overall yards and 53 yards in the passing game. I think it was five catches. Like, I yeah. expect him to, you know, to be a threat out of the backfield as a receiver. But, um, yeah, if, if Ohio State's offensive line can hold up, yeah, you know, I feel feel pretty good about their chances in this game. Yeah. Um, man, who else? Any other key matchups you're looking well, at? Well, I think the other key matchup isn't so much who else, but what else is red zone. Yeah. Ohio State's red zone offense, you know, this year has been, you know, kind of kind of mid overall. But in the last three games, it's been better. The red zone touchdown rate has been 73% of mm-hmm. trips over the last three games, so in like November. Yeah. Uh, but Michigan, you know, they're still, they're number one in the country. Only. But it was legendary, right? And yeah. then it's not quite as legendary yeah. recently, Well, in it? the first eight games, they only allowed 
nine trips to the red zone period and yeah, gave up nuts. one t- and gave up one touchdown and the last three games they've given up nine trips to the red zone and they've given up five touchdowns i mean do you remember the stat that no one had run a first first and goal play oh, yeah. on them yeah for like, it was, it was for like eight games or seven crazy. games yeah. or something it was yeah, nuts it was, it was nuts but yeah they've um they have not been as sharp in the red zone uh this month i mean they've literally given up more the same amount of trips in three games as they did the first eight and also in november every, all nine of those trips yielded points mm-hmm. every single one of them yielded points five touchdowns, four field goals um, versus, you know, season or that first eight games, only 33% of those red zone trips even yielded points, field, even a field goal. Defense is a little harder when you don't know what's coming. Yeah, yeah, it turns out. Yeah, it's it's funny how that works. Uh, line is Ohio State plus three and a half. Where are you at? I'm 23-20 Ohio State. I think there's going to be a lot of field goals in this game. I do think both these defenses are really good. It's going to be hard to get in the end zone, um, but I, I feel like Ohio State is a team on a mission in this one and i like them 23 20 i like 23 16 i'm pretty close nice. to i think yeah. they i think ohio state covers well they're 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 underdogs so they're about a 10 point swing on what vegas thinks yeah. I, I i do i think that defense is legit i also wonder too like if you're a michigan wolverine and these guys had to have known or had maybe some suspicions if they didn't know and all of a sudden it's like you're questioning your 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 own power you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You're like, am I yeah. really that good or were we cheating the whole time? Maybe, <laughs> I mean, it's only natural, right, to come into a game yeah. thinking that. So on one hand, they'll have something to prove, and they'll probably want to ball out and prove that, hey, we don't need to do that to beat Ohio State. But on the other hand, it's it's man, it's easy for some doubt to seep in there, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think there is. I, I think they're... Um... I do think they're a good team. They're, they they built their team to match up with Ohio State. That is something you've got to give Harbaugh credit, even with some lesser recruiting rankings and stuff like that. He gets the team to do what he wants to do, and mm-hmm. they kind of play a different game that Ohio State isn't always suited to play. So as long as Day doesn't fall into that trap and avoid, you know, turn it into a total rock fight kind of thing, then I, I think Ohio State's got the juice, and uh, yeah, it sure would be nice. Big thing for me is the defense is really good this year. Yeah. Ohio oh, yeah. State's yeah it gives you a level of comfort yeah, yeah. not necessarily what? thinking oh yeah we got to worry about three fifty plus yard scoring yeah. guys they're good without without knowing the other team signs what's coming so I like that I do man I like it a lot <laughs> I'm excited for this weekend again I hope all the bad things happen to them and only them and all the Michigan fans uh, really really feel pain on Saturday because uh, just scandalous they've man. earned it they have just scandalous unreal coming up. Uh, not radio buckshots. We're going to go down memory lane a little bit and talk about some of our uh, funnier and more enjoyable moments on the fan here. It's Lemon Wars. Here's a listener tweet. Are men and bones stupid in real life? Yes. Yes, they are. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The f- And we're back. Uh, if you missed it earlier, uh, it's our last show here on The Fan. We've had been on for five years. Uh, got to talk about Ohio State football. And I still, Chris, I don't I don't understand. You know, sometimes I'm like, how did we get a... Why they let us on air? You know, like, how, how did this work? But, we ended up getting okay at it. We did, like we did. Fourth yeah. year, maybe? Yeah, I feel like it took us. <laughs> we're the slowest learning radio guys on earth. But we finally get well, one Once a week, you know. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned, Eleven Warriors. We're cooking up a new project. Um, wanted to do something a little, little like this, maybe a little different, and uh, you'll have that out soon. 
But uh, you know, the end of the end of the day, it was it was tough. Um, and and the people here were great, man. We worked with so many good people. They were super cool to us. Got so many good tips. Uh, some of the nicest people in Columbus yeah, work like right here at this station. Yeah. yeah, always rooting for you. And uh, yeah, a lot of good dudes. Timmy and great producers, right. Chops and Bodie and mm-hmm. Hayden. Hayden, I wonder what Hayden's up to tonight. He's, uh, he's probably drinking in his sorrows of the jackets right now, <laughs> yeah. like we just did yeah. at break. So. He's, he's betting on some uh, like like Swedish <laughs> league game right yeah. now. Evil bald Colin, we had for a while. We did have bald Colin. He's like he's gone on to like do big things. Yeah, you know? Caleb's but been great. Caleb was great. Ryan's obviously Ryan was super awesome. Nice dude. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, exciting and and you know, gonna miss it. Um, maybe we keep our our swipe cards and just come come shoot hoops every yeah, now play and then. Some, play some ping pong. Raid yep. the fridge. Remind people we made Joshua Perry a star. That we did. We did We did launch Joshua Perry's career. He started right here and then the Big Ten, I remember he, you know, like four months with us and the Big Ten, he's like, oh, I just interviewed the Big Ten Network. I'm like, you know you're going to get the job, right? You're really good at this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, and, and now he's on NBC. Do you remember like the early shows when I think our first two shows weren't even live. We would just come in in the afternoon and they're so good. Yeah, they wouldn't trust us, which I'm glad they no, didn't. No, didn't trust yeah. us to do it live, get in and out of the breaks and do it. It was that Chops, stuff. right? Yeah, Chops. Chops. He was great. Producing, yeah. very patient yeah. because, like, I remember the first thing, the first segment we ever recorded, and I was like, this is way harder than I thought, you know? And, like, it's a little easier now, but back then it was like 16 minutes of just talking. It's, it's, and try it, not to talk over each other. Yeah. That kind of thing. It was really hard. It was like, mm-hmm. you go, I go, you go, I go. You yeah, know, we like, had to point each other on first. Toes. Yeah. yeah. And then we, of course, were live the night that uh, Urban and Gene accepted their suspensions at the Longaberger House. Remember, like, the entire OSU beat was hanging out at the Longaberger yeah, House on OSU's yeah. campus, and we were there for that. And you know, like, I don't know who it was, if it was, you know, Roth, you know, all the other, like, the regular talent here that has the full, you know, they were, like, driving here as fast as they could. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get the studio, yeah. get these idiots off <laughs> here. <laughs> How did this happen? We've got our two weakest links on the air for the, the biggest news of the night. You didn't mention, so I have to backtrack, though. Yeah. One of those first shows we were doing with Chops, like, I'll never forget, we were in the studio, and it was me and you and Perry, and then Chops was in there with us, but there was only, like, three like there's only like two mics in there yeah so of course we're like perry's the star like the football guy so we didn't make him share one you and i are like yeah. we did well, i refuse to go like bruce springsteen steven van zandt where those guys always share a mic it's like the corniest thing in the history <laughs> it was of rock and we could have done it though yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but i just you know like yeah. i always think about that like you like bruce springsteen i'm like no simple reason like yeah. adults don't share mics but we'd be swinging that thing back and forth to each other yes. in between talking because we're just <laughs> one mic yeah, man, it was fun. And, and when COVID hit, I remember like reaching out and be like, hey, you know, I know if you guys, you know, we're just a small show here, a blip on your programming. And if, you know, if you need to suspend us the show for a while or whatever, that's fine. They're like, oh, no. Uh, Alice Butler's already bought like three years of the show. <laughs> so we had to go on and talk about like Korean baseball. I mean, there was nothing to talk about. Like, uh, you know, but made us better, man. And, and, you know, it's been a lot of fun. And we get it, you know, get it, at the end of the day, get to sit here and, and rip on Michigan. And have it go out on the radio, and people can tune in and listen to us roast Michigan. And, yeah. And that's exciting. Yeah. No, it was fun. And you know, the other one that reminds me back at the old studio over in the brewery district was, remember the time that we were, you know, we had the Lemore's Radio Hour, but we also did the Sunday two-hour yeah. show yeah. recapping the games. Mm-hmm. And when those were night games, that really sucked, right? Mm-hmm. Like, getting the sheet together and, you know, getting here and, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But I remember when the Columbus Marathon oh, yeah. like, <laughs> occurred, we, we had no idea. <laughs> 
hard to get like Colin had to go get like a rickshaw and yeah, go get us like from like an accident. Zigzagging all through the place. Yeah, cutting through you know cutting through the race, trying to get here in time. I literally had our coats on when we when we yeah. launched the uh, show because we had just got in here just in time. But yeah. you know, in all honesty, it's been fun. So a lot of you guys probably know, but you and I've been friends. You and I've been friends since middle school. Yeah. Right. So right. to me, as we get older and life happens or whatever, this is always cool to know once a week I'm yeah. gonna see you in person. Go talk to We're gonna yuck it up like yeah. we, you know like we normally would and, yeah. and be able to hang out. So I've enjoyed it for that too. Yeah, and we say you know we we, we told him we wanted this to be our last show. But if Ohio State wins big on Saturday, we might just Ryan. We might be back next Tuesday for one more. If Ohio State wins big, no promises. I love it. I love no it. promises. But if they lose, you know, we might just dip out. <laughs> that was truly our last show. If you've been listening, I know there's a lot of cool people we've met. You know that have been listeners. Yeah, uh, Andre. Yeah, yeah, guys that, and, and ladies that have listened to the show, and, and thank you for listening. It's been so much fun, and and, and so many cool people. Really here. has. Yep. Twenty three sixteen for me, and you're at twenty twenty three twenty. 2320. Don't care what it is as long as Ohio State wins. Um, hey, for the last time, be good to each other. Take care of each other. Good night. All your favorite fan shows are available when you want them. Head to 971thefan.com and hit that subscribe button. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destiny. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus.